All right. I got to do a couple of things before and after (laughs) this next segment, because I mentioned Bill C-11 and broadcasters and what they want to see the government do in terms of regulation. And already I'm getting the text. Oh, come on. Are you going to talk about how you guys get so much free money from the Trudeau government? You're bought. Yes. Yes. We're going to talk about it again in the interest of trying to save myself going through all the texts from people saying, yeah, you're bought and paid for. No, we're not. Okay, we've talked about this before on the air. You can Google this. We'll talk about it again. That $600 million you keep reading about on Facebook, no broadcast entity in Canada, okay? Chorus, CTV, City, you name it. They aren't even qualified for that, let alone don't want it, okay? We're not part of that. That's for print and digital, And we'll keep banging this drum, uh, and maybe sooner or later people will come to the understanding of how that whole thing works. Um, That's not part of this discussion, okay? This is a separate issue, and again, broadcast outlets are not part of that at all. Never have been, never will be. Drop it. Um, In the meantime, though, there are regulatory frameworks that are an issue to Canadian broadcasters. And we've talked about Bill C-11, and that is the Liberal government's attempts to regulate broadcasting in light of these seismic changes that have been brought on by the Internet. In reality, Canada's broadcast rules haven't changed in decades, way before the Internet ever existed. So almost nothing is the same in the world of broadcasting today as it was when these rules were drawn up. So there's no question that we need to revisit this and we need to change things. Um, It's been a pretty tense discussion around this because there's been issues about, you know, freedom of speech and all kinds of different things. Today, we're going to be talking about the rules that we're expected to play by and the ones that Internet giants, okay? We're not talking about your social media page. Internet giants have to play by. They're not the same. It's about a level playing ground. Uh, Kevin Desjardins is president of the Canadian Association of Broadcasters, so obviously very interested in this. Recently wrote a piece in uh, in the Star about what the concerns of the Canadian Association of Broadcasters are, and he joins us now to talk more about it. Kevin, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. My pleasure, Shay. Thanks for having me. You know, Kevin, I know that's not why we brought you on, but I, you know, I, I gave my little rant there, as I always do, about the $600 million and and I get the, this text, media lies, CTV, CBC, Global are all digital. They're all bought by the left wing. Um, I mean, the, this pervasive sentiment that this is all about money won't go away. Um, but uh, let's try and focus on what we're talking about here, which is the regulatory framework and the fact that things aren't fair. I mean, there's no exaggeration to say the industry that these laws govern doesn't even exist anymore. It's changed that much w- over the course of time. Yeah, I think that you've uh, you've hit it exactly. Uh, you know, I mean, my my joke has been that uh, this is you know a blockbuster and Walkman era uh, piece of legislation at this point, and uh, and I don't think that uh, uh, any of us are are planning on um, being kind and rewinding uh, anytime soon. So, and, and and to be frank, even the the, the substantial changes that we've seen over the past uh, ten years um, uh, since uh, Netflix arrived in Canada, um, you know, and and as you said, these are massive, massive global streamers, yeah. uh, and they, you know, and, and to your point. 
there are a lot of rules that Canadian broadcasters uh, play by in terms of what it is that they uh, what it is that they put on the air, uh, how much they are expected to support the production of those things that they put on the air, the limitations in terms of how they can uh, own some of that intellectual property, and. Uh, ultimately, the foreign uh, streamers have none of those rules at all. Like when someone says to me, you know, well, how do you want to rebalance the rules? I'm like, well, let's start by having at least, you know, a, a notion that they uh, need to contribute in some way to the to the Canadian broadcasting market that they are clearly benefiting from. Yeah, and essentially what it does is set up a, an environment where um – You've got the Canadian broadcasters operating at a deficit. It's an unfair landscape, and basically we're at a disadvantage. It's not like we're asking for any special treatment. Just We just want to be able to compete on a level playing ground. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, and I think that that's uh, the important uh, thing about this is, is to look at, you know, uh, because these players you know, they are direct competitors for broadcasters. They're direct competitors in terms of subscribers, in terms of advertisers, in terms of listeners and viewers. Uh, and, you know, uh, occasionally people will say, well, this isn't really broadcasting. And, you know, my, my response is, well, you know, if it's not broadcasting, why are, uh, why are Netflix or Amazon or uh, Disney Plus so eager to chase after the awards that are given in the broadcasting realm. Right. They consider themselves broadcasters. They commission and uh, put out uh, content that they want to be appealing to people and that people are watching, you know, in the same places that they uh, watch, uh, watch their broadcasters now, which, you know, again, I mean, this is part of what we need to do is to recognize that, you know, people will use the term legacy broadcasters. Well, people are, are watching, you know, Global and CTV and and, uh, and uh, City and, and the other uh, channels in a number of different ways. Um, you know, this isn't a uh, legacy broadcasters versus the digital era uh, thing. It's an understanding that we're all playing in the digital era. It's just some are playing by the, um, uh, the rules that are imposed on us and some uh, are, uh, you know, have the great advantage of just being able to do whatever they want and uh, and to not contribute. Um, so what's at stake here? I mean, we know that uh, for those of us that have been in this business for a while, just seeing what's happened with the fracturing of the audience, with the fracturing of the advertising world, I mean, it's been a tough slog for a long, long time. What do you think is at stake here if we don't get this right with C11? You know, I, I honestly, the thing that concerns me the most, the thing that sort of keeps me awake at night is the, uh, is the news um, and the, the fact that, you know, there's a lot of rules and regulations around making sure that we produce dramas and comedies and that sort of thing. And, uh, and but uh, where I think some of the tension comes is that the amount of money that, that our Canadian broadcasters have to invest in their news um, is really getting squeezed, especially as advertising and subscription levels uh, go down. So, um, you know, that's really the, the piece that gets kind of pulled in, into a bit of a vice. I mean, they are continuing to maintain the levels of investment. And again, as you said, that's investment from these companies into uh, into news and current affairs uh, programming and uh, in general, 
you know, uh, private broadcasters lose tens of millions of dollars on the news every year. So this isn't this isn't a matter of uh, of you know them. Um, uh, this uh, it, it is a public service that they do, and it's just as some of the other revenues have gotten squeezed. It's it's harder to uh, continue to invest at the same level in that public service that uh, that they've done. And and I think just to put the punctuation on this point. Netflix or Amazon or Disney Plus are not going to do a dinner hour um, uh, news program from Edmonton or Calgary or Lethbridge or Medicine Hat or or what have you. So yeah, they're not sending a reporter down to town council in Medicine Hat to cover what's going on with uh, you know your sewer line or your paving of the front street, right? Right, exactly. And you know, and I think that the the value of those newsrooms and and is one thing, and also just in general. You know, private broadcasters, if anyone goes to a community event, a lot of times they've been alerted to the fact that that event is happening by, you know, the radio broadcasters, by, you know, the TV. And when they get there, there's always, you know, some sort of a community cruiser or whatnot. The radio stations are there supporting those events, those charitable events and whatnot in the community. And again, that's just the stuff that, you know, the folks who are in Hollywood and uh, Silicon Valley and New York or wherever they are uh, or Sweden, they're not going to be there to support our Canadian communities. Canada is a market for them. It's not home. So what's the answer? I mean, are we looking at bringing in a bunch of different rules and regulation on these internet broadcasters and streaming services, or is it just saying get the regulations off the whatever you want to call them, the legacy, whatever the fact is? Uh, is it yeah. just, I mean, how do we even that playing field? What's the ideal situation? Yeah, so, you know, I mean, Bill C-11 is a first step on this, and, and we know that there are there are two subsequent steps that come afterwards. You have to fix the legislation just to acknowledge the fact that those streamers are there. And that is essentially what C11 does is acknowledge their presence and, and uh, takes them into account. And then there will be uh, a couple of regulatory processes that follow. And I think in those regulatory processes that follow up on C11, that's where I think the rubber hits the road and where we start to talk about, okay, what are the what are the ways in which uh, streamers need to contribute, and how do we balance off uh, what they're contributing versus what uh, what broadcasters uh, are contributing? Um, you know, and, and to the point of where you know putting putting some additional emphasis and and acknowledgement and value on the news and uh, current affairs and frankly even the sports broadcasting that uh, Canadian broadcasters do I think that we know yeah. that audiences have a have a ton of value uh, on that uh, because it is part of what uh, what makes them very Canadian and and it's uh, it's what makes it home for them so again it's it's I think it's about getting uh, the foreign players to contribute and rebalancing the obligations, both in terms of uh, expenditures and in terms of uh, uh, exhibition. Yeah, absolutely. And it's an ongoing discussion and uh, and it's a moving target. I mean, that's the interesting thing about C11. It used to be C10. Uh, they had to redo it. So, I mean, it, it's it's been a work in progress for a while and it's so important they get it right, Kevin. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I, I mean, one of the concerns that people have raised is this idea of this is going to grant additional powers to the CRTC and, and whatnot. And there's a lot of scaremongering around this, uh, uh, you know, and, and I think for us, you know, we really know how important it is for this uh, to, 
to uh, to get through and to um, to be the right version of this bill. I, I don't think that this grants powers to the CRTC that they don't already have. Frankly, what I think it does is it puts some guardrails up on those powers. Um, they have had the power to regulate the Internet for the past 10 years, and they've chosen not to do it. Now they're being told you have to do it, but here's how you do it. And I think that that's uh, so critical. And I, and, you know, and as we're evolving uh, quickly in how we uh, get our content and whatnot, I I think it's just so critical for us to get this right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you joining us today. Uh, My pleasure, Shay. Anytime. That's Kevin Desjardins, who is the president of the Canadian Association of Broadcasters. And I'll just wrap this up by again saying, and and I know a lot of you think that we're bought and paid for, and that's the narrative you hear in some circles and some corners. And um, it's just not true. And you need to look at why you keep hearing that and why you keep being told that, right? Um, Broadcasters in Canada have never been eligible for the whatever they call it. It's actually, most people know it as the newspaper bailout, right? It's for print and for some digital subscription services. It's not for broadcasters. Never has been. Wasn't intended to be. And still, for some reason, every day, I'll hear from somebody, you know, four years later now, almost five years later, saying, oh, you're bought and paid for by uh, Trudeau. No, we're not. We never have been. But it doesn't matter. The narrative persists because it's perpetuated in some circles because we have to be seen as bought and paid for and fake. Why is that? That's the question you need to ask. Why are some outlets that you follow so invested in making you think that we're bought and paid for and we're lying to you? Why are they so committed to making that stick? Because they are, and you know they are. Um, now, we didn't talk about CBC because a lot of you are upset about the CBC. CBC is government-funded. They're the public broadcaster. And believe me, if you talk to regular private broadcasters and people who've been in broadcasting for a while, they have lots of issues about CBC and their funding, too. That's a separate conversation. I'm talking about that media fund that Trudeau came up with, the $595 million. Does not qualify to chorus or CTV or City or all of those broadcasters. Just it doesn't. Sorry, but that's the fact.